Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the Love Cupboard podcast, where we plan to cover everything to do with sex, dating, and relationships from a men's perspective. I'm Matt Kendall. And I'm Daniel Reist. I recently went through a breakup. And I haven't been in a relationship for 11 years. So you could say we're experts in this field. A very big field it is too. Before we dive into the first episode, a little bit of background on this podcast and our motivation for starting it. We both think this is a really interesting time to be covering dating and relationship from men's perspectives. Women often discuss relationships with friends or in dating columns, podcasts, educational YouTube videos, TikTok, etc, etc. And while men are not strictly cut off from these avenues of learning, there don't appear to be as many outlets that are squarely aimed at enabling men to discuss relationships in an honest and sensitive way. In part, this problem stems from a lack of healthy male role models, which has allowed dysfunctional attitudes surrounding women and relationships to flourish, as exemplified by anti-feminist incel culture and a host of right-wing commentators that propagate its harmful ideologies. With this podcast, we want to do things a little bit differently and offer a healthier way, perhaps, for men to learn and engage with the topic so that we can enable the kind of self-reflection and personal growth that will help men to be better partners and in the process equip them to have more fulfilling relationships that satisfy everyone. Now, we're aware of the possible pitfalls of doing a podcast that covers this kind of topic. So we want to make it clear from the outset that we believe there needs to be a change in the way that we learn and talk about relationships, particularly when it comes to tackling toxic masculinity, which is so prevalent in modern culture and prevents men from tapping into their emotions, their vulnerabilities and their sensitivities. We feel the time is right to try and bridge what we perceive to be an intimacy and communication gap. That means men are being shortchanged when it comes to learning about relationships and how to be good partners. That's not to say that this absence absolves men of responsibility for their behaviour, but it doesn't help that on the whole we live in a culture where men aren't encouraged to broach their feelings, admit their mistakes and be fully supported to learn how to be more thoughtful, kind and considerate partners. If nothing else, we hope this podcast kickstarts a conversation that we feel is long overdue. Now all this is quite serious sounding stuff. But we also want to make sure that we balance some of the serious topics with some of the more fun side of dating and relationships. I mean, this podcast is called The Love Cupboard after all. Mm -hmm. So we'll be broaching our own potentially embarrassing dating experiences along with its many pitfalls, as well as sex, relationships and all things associated with two humans who are trying to find love or perhaps just trying to engage in something a bit more casual and fun. We have lots in store for the first series, covering a whole range of topics from boundaries, intimacy, commitment and communication to slightly more darker things such as breakups and tackling sexual violence. Each episode will feature some excellent guest appearances from prominent writers, journalists, relationship experts, columnists, therapists, clinicians and the like. But we can't make this podcast a success without hearing from you. So please tell us, what dating and relationship issues do you want to talk about, but perhaps never felt able to? If anything we cover during this podcast series resonates with you, please get in touch. We're keen to make sure that the podcast is listener-driven, and it covers the topics that most interest and affect you. And if you have a story to tell, we'd love to have you on the show to offer your perspective. Sex, dating and relationships is such a big topic but your help and contributions will make the discussion that much more interesting, enlightening and rewarding for all of us. Absolutely. And one last thing to note. 
me and Matt, we're far from experts when it comes to sex dating relationships, and uh, we see this as quite a big learning experience for both us, as well as our listeners. And while this podcast is focusing on men's experiences with relationships, we want to ensure that this is an open forum for both men, women, indeed all genders, to enter serious discussion about relationships and how we can become better at navigating them. Uh, the only way that we can bridge this gap and improve the quality of our shameful relationships is to communicate openly and honestly, whatever our gender or sexuality. But first, a little bit about your hosts. As I said, my name is Daniel Reist and I'm a journalist and writer. I've been in, out of a relationship for ooh, 11 years, single for 11 years. It's pretty dangerous. Uh, Matt, tell me your story. As I said, I'm Matt Kendall. I work in communications. I did work in journalism before that. But why am I here? Well, I've been in quite a few relationships over the course of my life, but it's a really a breakup I experienced seven months ago that really prompted me to want to start talking about relationships in a deeper way. The breakup in August of last year prompted a serious amount of self-reflection about my behaviour in relationships and my knowledge of how to maintain uh, fulfilling and functioning relationships. And I definitely made mistakes. I didn't show up in the relationship. I let my partner down in various ways. I also went through a, a somewhat challenging period of mental health that I think placed a burden on my partner. And it was really this stark realisation that pulled me into all sorts of directions as to you know, what went wrong and how I can be a, a better partner. And I guess like most people, my first port of call really was attachment theory, which was a hugely eye-opening thing to read about. And that was a huge part of my journey because I really realized the extent to which my anxious and insecure attachment style was sabotaging relationships in various ways. And it also enlightened me as to the various ways in which I need to work on myself to become more confident and more secure. But I also learned a, a lot about so many th other issues that I think I was really quite naive to. So communication, conflict resolution, vulnerability, kind of emotional availability and intimacy. And I think it really helped me to realize the extent to which ultimately, I guess, I kind of lacked relationship experience and hadn't taken the time to really learn about something that I don't think we get told often enough is, is a skill like any other that we have to learn. So I think overall, the breakup was a really big wake-up call for me, for my mental health, for my shortcomings in relationships. And it really completely re-evaluated my perspective on relationships. Previously, I thought relationships were mostly about love and finding common ground with your partner. But I've since come to realize that love is a kind of foundation for all of that. But that ultimately, relationships require work um, on yourself to ensure that you know, you're continuing to be a good, a good and supportive partner, but also ensuring that you're communicating with your partner effectively, you're discussing alignment on aspects of the relationship, such as life goals, your needs, your wants, your desires. Communication is so, so important. And it's quite surprising to me, actually, how many of us don't really know how to do it very well, because we're not kind of taught to do it well. So, this is ultimately what made me want to do the podcast. There's a lot of information out there, as we said in the intro, but are men encouraged to sort of learn about things and do the work 
are we actively sort of encouraged to do so? And I think a straw poll of my friendship circle suggests that a lot of the learning that my male friends have done has been done the hard way, basically learning by doing or, you know, learning by screwing things up. And I realise also that many of my male friends are working hard at their relationships and or going through, through therapy as a result. So it made me think about what we can do to broaden the conversation and make sure that people ultimately are better at navigating relationships and sex and dating. Because these are all things that we just don't get any guidance on how to do. Um, and I think there's a, there's a kind of cultural issue there as well about, what, you know, how do we educate people? And what is it about, you know, quote unquote, toxic masculinity that prevents men from expressing emotion and vulnerability? Because it seems to me that women do want men who are able, capable of tapping into their emotions and being vulnerable. But at the same time, as a culture, we seem to venerate confidence, success and strength. And then the idea that men, you know, should be these kind of tough alpha male types. So I think that prevents men from getting in touch with, I guess, their, their more vulnerable emotional side. So I think that's something I really wanted to explore with all of this. And I didn't think there was, as we've said in the intro, I didn't think there was a, a good avenue for people to talk about these or for men to talk about these kind of things. I think you're right. Uh, certainly from my experience, um, I wasn't given any sort of formal education on how to deal with relationships. You do the standard sex education at school, which is obviously ever changing to the way that the world changes and revolves. Um, but I've never given any kind of information about the deeper meanings of relationships in things like you mentioned communication, intimacy and um, attachment. These things are, you know, they're, they're sort of put in books uh, for people to read, but they're never taught and they're never taught to men. Um, I certainly remember being told as a child that I was a gentleman and I was supposed to act like a gentleman, but that has such a different different meaning now and, and, and things have changed and actually it's much more of a sort of companionate uh, sort of relationship model that that people want um and hopefully you know this podcast as mentioned in the intro will kind of expose these issues um certainly from my perspective of a little bit of background on me um i come from a little different um line of thinking because um i'm queer and uh, so my availability for relationships is opened up i suppose you could say um but in my experiences, that's absolutely not true because the same issues are there of um, worried about commitment, worried about intimacy and, and, and sex and body image and, and all those things um, that come into it. And it, it is, it's, it's difficult to describe how relationships work for men without having to really write it out because men aren't taught to express their feelings in the same way. And the only way that they do it usually is in massive breakups and in these moments of extreme vulnerability and sensitivity where the world ends, like in a breakup when, you know, the world ends. Um, and it's it's only in those moments which are so dramatic that you actually learn um, quite significantly about yourself and about what, what love is and what romance is. And my last relationship, uh, when I was at school, um, I was, you know, practically a child. Well, I was a child, and um, you know that, that that really kind of broke down because of a lack of communication. Um, it was the case of I wanted to do certain things, like go to a different university. She didn't want to go to that university, and it, you know those kind of things add up, and it's unfortunate because um, there is that 
element where you want things to work. And similarly, at, at, at sort of university level, the first thing that a lecturer said to me, and this is absolutely true, the first thing a lecturer said to me when we had a like a seminar, he said, um, oh, well, if you find a relationship at university, that person is likely going to be the person that you will stay with for the rest of your life. Wow. And that really... Not well, you know, just on an outset, like that is so daunting for someone on the outs on the outside of a university setting because you think, well, that's ridiculous because you know, people go to workplaces and meet people, but when you're sat in the room of a seminar with a lecturer saying, you must have a relationship or you will die alone, um, that's how it felt, and so I did spend a lot of my time at uni not really focusing on, on studies and actually just trying to find someone to, you know. Shack up with. Shack up with. Yeah, that's a good term for it, I suppose. Um, yeah, I didn't have that that, that kind of... Um, I don't have that dating experience. I mean, my first date for years and years was only last month. And that was, um, you know, that was an experience as well. Uh, it's, it's really tough. And I hope that, in a way, this podcast opens up to a more broad sense of men... Because I often think that we talk about men in such a way that is, it's the Danny Dyer, it's the gruff, rugby-playing man that we need to go and we need to seek out and, you know, make everything right about. And that's just not true. There's there's so many kind of different types of men, if you like, different personality types, different experiences. And I think that by exposing it in this way through the love cupboard um that's me leaning into the mic there um we can do so on those broad themes which kind of tie everything together really quite well that's a really interesting perspective dan and yeah i think that sort of touches also upon my earlier point about perhaps a bit of a cultural shift i i don't know i haven't fully fledged i haven't sort of fully fleshed out this this thought necessarily but I think there's something about masculinity and, and what it used to mean and how it was reflected in advertising and, you know, how it's reflected in, in portraying the kind of body type and characteristics that we thought were the the most positive, the most sort of, yeah, you know, attractive aspects of, of masculinity and how through, I guess, the, the, the kind of natural progression of the way relationships take place and you know, perhaps a bit of a change in terms of people often getting married without sort of, in the past, without sort of really aligning on, on, on values and without really thinking about how to communicate well with each other and how to sort of grow and evolve together. I think there wasn't as much perhaps pressure on the idea that men should be open or vulnerable or, or should sort of tap into their emotions but I think it's a marker of where we are as a society that we're talking about that kind of stuff more and so the interesting thing for me is how do we reconcile that still prevailing kind of alpha male type with this idea that actually we want both men and women mm. to be more open and to be more vulnerable so that we can actually have much deeper kind of connections um, and I don't, yeah, I, I think it's quite hard. It seems to me it's quite hard to reconcile those two at the moment. And I, and I don't think we're encouraging men to be open and vulnerable in the same way that women do. Um, so I think it's an interesting 
time to be broaching this kind of subject. And then you've got all the other fun stuff on top of that as well, right, that we talked about in the intro, which is, you know, sex and dating and all the pitfalls that come with that, you know, much like relationships and communication, sex and dating is a skill that you learn. Yeah. Um, and there is this, I think, assumption that we should all know how to be great lovers and, uh, you know, that, that you're either good at sex or you're bad at it, but it's something that you learn and you talk to your partner or your you know, casual friends with benefits partner. Whoever's in the room. Whoever's in the room yeah. with you doing uh, doing the intimate things about what, you know, what their preference is, what turns them on. Yeah. Um, but without that, again, it's without that communication and that, so vital, isn't it? that open sort of style of talking about things, frankly and honestly, and saying, this is what turns me on or this is how I like to do it. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to really sort of, you know, connect on a deeper level yeah. and then and then with dating apps i mean that's a whole other can of worms i guess oh dating apps yes yeah uh, experience i've certainly got a lot of experience with those um they really are awful and they are just you because the problem is with dating apps is you don't want to submit yourself to them you think i'm better than this i can find someone in in real life <laughs> quote unquote you know that i can find someone and meet them and form a really good relationship unfortunately everyone's on them it feels like and even when you're on dating apps now you see in people's bios um men and women that i've seen is like oh we'll say that we met you know on holiday or something and i'm like that's not how it works <laughs> and also you're kind of denying that the reality is that people using dating apps and falling in love and having really good relationships even getting married having kids the whole shebang, you know, and it works for a lot of people. And unfortunately, it doesn't work as well. And um, in my case as well, uh, another little bit of background about myself. We, you mentioned, Matt, the kind of the extremes of it in toxic masculinity and um, how it goes from just about relationships and just about connections between people. Unfortunately, it does go much, much further um, to a more social uh, issue around power and patriarchy and that kind of dynamic and unfortunately in my case uh, I have been uh, the victim of, of that firsthand um, in 2017 I was raped by a man and it was obviously not a very nice experience I didn't get the justice that I probably could have you know gotten at the time and certainly deserved um, it took me time to reconcile my thoughts with it um, and I wrote about it and I'm very open about it now um, but you know, for, for a good two or three years, I was kind of living in this in this moment of self thinking, I don't know if I was assaulted. I don't know if the, what I was doing was assault because this only I would, you know, foolishly before this happened, I thought, oh, well, it only happens really to women. Um, and that's just absolutely not true. I mean, the, the statistics off the top of my head, uh, one in three women have been sexually assaulted or raped and one in 20 men have been sexually assaulted or raped so it's more more much more prevalent than people think um and i think that by talking about these very intimate and quite gritty subjects such as sex and relationships and the connections that bind people it will improve people's perspectives on on respect and boundaries 
which is so vital for tackling these serious issues, um, especially in the news recently where, um, at, at time of recording, uh, we are speaking when the Metropolitan Police uh, in, in London has been uh, deemed institutionally sexist, racist, homophobic. Um, it came as a surprise to, I don't think, anyone in the world. But uh, nonetheless, it has been there's been lots of problems about it, especially in recent years. And it is such a huge issue at the moment. So we hope that this that this podcast in some way uh, will tackle those really big issues from a man's perspective because it needs to be done. It needs to be inclusive and we hope it helps. Yeah, and I really respect your bravery in, in talking about that, Dan. Um, I, I know that must be a really painful subject to talk about and yeah and and what you say in terms of kind of feeling like it's it's somehow your fault or you know I think that's how a lot of victims are kind of made to feel and it's it's something that's very very common that I've as you said with this Metropolitan Police report and I was I've been listening to a lot of radio Mm. and you know there's there's a lot of women and other you know, other people that have, have been at the mercy of, of the police force and, and not been taken seriously. So I think there's obviously a, a, a big conversation that needs to happen on a society-wide scale yeah. around assault. But, and that's, you know, not to diminish the what happens to women, but it does, ha- as you said, it does happen to men as well. Absolutely. And we don't really talk about that yeah. very much. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to give that the, the, the you know, the treatment with you know the the seriousness that it that it deserves yeah. uh, and the depth that it deserves and um and just one final thought as we mentioned it's not all doom and gloom we do want to talk about the most embarrassing things that we have done in our dating lives in our sex lives no doubt those things will certainly come up or down or floppy around whatever happens i don't really know uh <laughs> certainly in my experience there's been some awkward moments uh <laughs> i think we've all been through awkward moments yeah we've been through some awkward moments yeah. uh, <laughs> um but They'll certainly come up um, and we want everyone to kind of um, get involved. If people have had um, issues uh, related to relationships, sex, dating from a man's perspective, we really want to hear from men. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from women as well. It's it's totally important that we hear from everyone. Um, but men, you know, out there, if you're listening and you want to talk about or you want something to be approached you you know from a perspective that we haven't mentioned um let us know um you can contact us via our social medias it's always at the love cupboard on uh, twitter and instagram and um is there anything else that you can just sort of sum up for you that you think this podcast will be really helpful with that's a good question i think i think it's just reiterating what we said in the introductory segment which was i'm by no means an expert in any of this so i i you know, I think there's a lot of learning to be done. And, and you know, as, as in a lot of self-help circles, they kind of emphasize this idea that, that the work never stops, the learning never stops. So there's always a way that you can be better. There's mm. always a way that you can learn how to be a be- better communicator, a better listener, a, you know, just a better partner, really. Yeah. And I think there's there's so much for all of us to learn with men in particular, we're just not even really encouraged to start that that journey of learning. Or we we sometimes either we do learn through 
getting into relationships and screwing them up and then breaking up with people breaking up with people and then learning how to do it better next time but then you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that just keep repeating the same mistakes and probably never learn it's got to be a better way than getting hurt every time yeah surely (laughs) so i think the the biggest thing i want this to, to be is a kind of learning experience for all of us for us as the hosts and for any of the listeners as well and that doesn't mean that every relationship you get into or every you know, every date you go on is going to be fantastic and it will always work out. But at least at least you'll be armed with a bit more knowledge of how to navigate something that is pretty foundational. Yeah. You know, I've I've said this before about things like media literacy and financial literacy. Like we don't teach people that when it's such a basic lifelong skill. We're all gonna get into relationships. Mm. You know, we all get news from various different sources we all are going to need to be literate when it comes to our finances yeah but none of this stuff is taught so you either try to learn it yourself and you might be successful in that or it just becomes this sort of big question mark of well I don't really know how to do it but I'm just going to sort of feel my way through Mm. and hopefully it all works out break some hearts along the way yeah yeah any uh, any last words from you, Dan? Yeah, I think it is about those issues, these these concepts that are so focused in the columns and the the the, the, the books on dating that quite often people will see written down and they go, oh god, you know, attachment. I mean, commitment. You know, these are big things, and um, the one that has come up constantly is communication. That's got to be one of the biggest reasons why people break up with their partners is because of a lack of good communication um and you know i i think this 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 podcast would be really good for just demystifying them and actually airing these things out because they are so important and, and men don't as you say don't don't get taught this stuff um and as and also i, I do think that this will hopefully reach all men um we are at the love cup very inclusive we want to be inclusive of all genders and sexualities and we know that there will be differences and there will be differences certainly from my experience um in the dating app world um that's for sure um you know there are differences in those things but as i said those concepts are so central to relationships so i hope that the love cupboard really really gives it a good go totally agree um and i think just one final point to sort of bookend everything is just certainly for me and i think for most people when you learn by talking about things absolutely and we need to just talk so i just want this podcast to be an opportunity for people to talk very as openly as possible and as uh, hopefully they feel comfortable to because that's that's how we learn we learn by talking about our experiences with each other so absolutely well, now I'm going to cry. Uh, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this first little episode, a uh, little introduction to myself and Matt's history. And um, join us again uh, for another episode of The Love Cupboard, where we'll be tackling one of the big topics that uh, is in everyone's minds when it comes to relationships. And we hope you enjoy it. Of course, subscribe, and uh, you can catch us wherever you get your podcasts. Our social media is, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, at The Love Cupboard. Thanks very much for joining us. My name's Daniel Reist. And I'm Matt Kendall.